What's going on, everybody? Aaron Bennett here. I'm going to dive into a couple big stories in the crypto world. The first about BlackRock is going to be trading Bitcoin and bullish news here. Next story, looking at why Genesis and BlockFi and Lend, or Ledin, not quite sure how to pronounce that, are cutting the interest rates, but apparently Celsius Network is just scooping up all this capital. And then taking a look at this. This is a warning for all you guys. Fake Trezor iPhone app scams users out of $600,000 in Bitcoin. Scams one user, I believe. And then taking a look at what the Square CFO says. He says there's absolutely a case for all balance sheets to have Bitcoin. Next, taking a look at Oakland A's, saying that they plan to hodl Bitcoin and will use the gains to sign free agents. So I grew up in the Oakland Bay Area. Pretty cool that the A's are now a Bitcoin hodling agency. Next story, taking a look at Willy Woo. One billion people are going to adopt Bitcoin. So before I started this video, I took a look at my DeFi earn. And in about two days, I earned $2.30. So it's bringing me about a dollar a day or so. So this interest may go down. We suspect it actually will go down to around 20%, which is still a phenomenal return. Uh, but I will keep you guys updated. And last little bit of housekeeping, guys. So if you don't already have an unstoppable domain, they are doing sales all the time. So right now they are doing sales uh, in local business and community. Uh, you can see cannabis.crypto is still for sale for a whopping 100 G's shop.crypto. Some of these have been sold already, uh, but there's a lot of domains and a lot of people are buying these domains either to use or because they think they can sell them later in the future. So these are like NFTs. Most people, if not every single person, is buying an NFT because they think they can flip it and make a profit down the road. But at least with these NFTs, you can actually use them. They actually have a function. You can use the link below, create an account, and then you'll get an email anytime they release a new batch of domains. Alrighty, guys. So let's take a look at what BlackRock is saying. So they previously hinted that they might trade Bitcoin futures, and it looks like they are. So in the January SEC filings, BlackRock indicated it could add Bitcoin futures to its fund down the road. Turns out it already has in the SEC filing from today. They indicated that it held 37 futures contracts from the CME, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, worth nearly $360,000. The amount represented 0.0014% of the fund's total assets. It's great that they are trading in Bitcoin futures. It's kind of silly that it's just this small of an amount. But regardless, very exciting that BlackRock is in the Bitcoin game. So $9 trillion in assets under management. It's the biggest investment management company in the world. So this is, as the story says, the biggest domino to fall. So guys, what do you think about BlackRock joining the crypto game? I mean, this is the biggest asset management, the biggest investment management company in the freaking world. So the next story, I made a video about this a few days ago talking about what happened with BlockFi and talking about how they massively cut rates for Bitcoin and Ethereum. So here the article says that there is simply too much Bitcoin supply in search of yield relative to the institutional demand. Essentially, BlockFi has too much Bitcoin and they don't know how to earn yield on it. So another crypto lender, Lend, announced March 26th that it would cut rates effective April 1st on balances greater than two Bitcoin. So kind of strange that both BlockFi and Lend 
both decided April 1st is the day that they are going to cut rates dramatically. Uh, I'm sure they correlated or coordinated this together. So they said that they can't support paying these 6% savings rates for all of the clients. So it has to do with this Grayscale Premium Trust. So recently, if I open this up, Grayscale, you can see right here that the last few weeks, it has been trading at a discount and often a huge discount. I mean, today we are looking at a 7% discount. A few days ago, 14% discount. So this is one of the biggest differences between Celsius and all of these other companies. These other companies like BlockFi and Lend, primarily, if not entirely, they are using GBTC or they were using Grayscale to earn the yield to pay the members like you and I. Celsius, on the other hand, has a huge amount of income sources for Bitcoin. The vast majority of it is institutional lending and borrowers. I, I believe it's like 4 or 5% is with Grayscale. So Alex Mashinsky said, we actually saw record net deposits, $90 million a day, and record loans since BlockFi lowered the rates. He said, we actually raised a few rates we pay in the past week and plan to raise further if our income continues to rise. So here we go with the fake apps. So this is a short little PSA. One user lost 17.1 Bitcoin worth 600 grand at the time to a fake app. But what happened is to bypass Apple's review process, some malicious developers are modifying their apps after they've been approved. So there are some just dicks, <laughs> dicks in the world, I got to say absolute jerks in the world who literally wake up every day and they think, how how can I scam people? How can I steal people's money? So Trezor in a tweet says, warning to all Trezor owners using Android devices, this app is malicious and has no relation to Trezor or Satoshi Labs. Please don't install it. Remember that you should never share your seed with anyone until your Trezor device asks you to do it. And what's amazing is this app has, gosh, 362 five-star reviews. I'm sure all these reviews were obviously fake. Um, you can fake reviews. They probably cost like, I don't know, $10 a review if you get them, on the, get them on the black market or whatever. But absolutely crazy, guys. So just be aware. Be aware of the frauds and the fake people out there. And the next story, the Square CFO says that everybody should have Bitcoin on the balance sheet. So the chief financial officer believes that more companies should consider adding Bitcoin to their balance sheet. He says there's absolutely a case for every balance sheet to have Bitcoin on it. So Square, obviously, they're a little biased. Uh, they've bought 8,027 Bitcoin. The investment cost them $220 million, but the value has more than doubled to $471 million. So that was 5% of their balance sheet. And they said, we intend to hold that Bitcoin for the long term. And the next story, Oakland A's. They're going to be hodling Bitcoin just like Tesla. So it says that the Oakland A's is looking to hold on to any Bitcoin it acquires from selling season suite tickets. In an interview on Bloomberg, the A's president says that they decided to accept Bitcoin for tickets because of a demand from the fans. He says, we have heard from our fans that they are interested in paying with crypto. So he says that they will hold that Bitcoin. They are believers in it. And hopefully it continues to go up. And maybe we can sign some big free agents with some of the proceeds. So pretty interesting here. Now, let me know if you think that you would ever part with your Bitcoin for anything. Personally, right now, 
I would not do that. I think it's a really dumb idea. Uh, but maybe there are some of you guys who have thousands of Bitcoin who could part with one or two for season tickets. One of the reasons why obviously this is a good idea for people is that they don't need to sell their Bitcoin and get capital gains taxes, you know, get slammed with taxes. They can actually just use the Bitcoin and whatever the, um, you know, the US monetary value of that Bitcoin is to buy it directly. They don't need to sell it and get taxed. And the final story, on-chain analyst Willie, Willie, Willie Woo predicts 1 billion people are going to adopt Bitcoin. So let's take a look at what he said. This guy is really smart. If you're on Twitter, I suggest you follow him. So he said that this thing, meaning Bitcoin, has been growing for 11 years nonstop, doubling every 12 months. That puts us at 4%, then 8%, and so forth. We're currently on track for 1 billion people having exposure to Bitcoin as an asset class in the next four years. 1 billion people in the next four years. By 2025, so four years from today, guys, one eighth of the world population will have exposure to Bitcoin. It's happening very, very quickly, exponentially quickly, because like he said, it's been doubling every 12 months. So he compares where we are right now in Bitcoin to the internet era. And he says it's like it's 1994 right now for Bitcoin. In the next four years, we're going to teleport into 2005 for the internet rollout equivalent, which if you think about it, 1994 was a very slow dial-up internet. Very few people used it, but it was growing quickly. In 2005, we had everybody on Facebook. The iPhone was just around the corner and internet was available to everybody on the planet if they needed it. The next four years, guys, is going to bring a lot of changes to the financial system. So I got to correct them, actually. In 2005, everybody was not on Facebook. Uh, I remember 2005. That's the year I graduated high school. And I remember that in order to get on Facebook, and those of you guys who are my age, you will remember this. So I remember that you had to have a college email address to get onto Facebook. So it was about 2009 when everybody else was allowed on Facebook. So he compares what's going on with Bitcoin to tech companies like Uber and Amazon, starting off with a small seed investment of a few million bucks and ending up with an IPO in the hundreds of billions. He says, those types of gains are very, very routine in new technology rollouts. The only difference right now is that Bitcoin just so happened to have a publicly tradable price that everybody could see and retail. Anybody in the world had access to buy that asset right at the get-go. So that's a very, very interesting thought. We, you and I, are trading and investing in a technology that many of the richest people in the world don't even have access to right now or have decided not to buy it yet. As opposed to by the time an IPO comes around, all the rich people already bought it up and we're getting, we're getting sold. So they're trying to make money on us. The difference with Bitcoin and other cryptos, if you want to go into altcoins, is that we have the ability to buy it before everybody else wants to buy it. And taking a look at a chart. So this is a cool chart and uh, I like charts. This is a cool chart showing the current bull market right here. And uh, this is the one that started in May 2020. You can see here that would put the price of Bitcoin at $148,000. So will we hit that? I don't know. 
but that would be very exciting if we did. So guys, that's it for the video today. Obviously, it's been a very exciting last couple days in the crypto markets. I won't go through it here. I'm sure you guys check CoinGecko all the time like I do as well. It's kind of an obsession. So that is it for the video. Thanks for watching. I appreciate you guys so much. Until next time, I'll talk with you soon and bye for now.